Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 3 The Beginning of True Father's Public Course and the Founding of HSA UWC Chapter 1, Section 1, Paragraph 21 after the liberation of Korea, I wanted to make my providential start with Reverend Kim Beck Moon. Reverend Kim and I were in the positions of Cain and Abel, or John the Baptist and Jesus. He was a Christian, and he said Jesus was of the same rank as God. He did not know the fundamental truth, but spiritually, he certainly had the highest level of Christian faith at that time. Because Reverend Kim's chief disciples and other followers were communicating with the spirit world, the spirit world told them to follow me. But I did not say a word, because I could not destroy another person's foundation after entering it. I needed them to submit to me voluntarily. So I shed many tears and stayed there in silence as an exemplary member of the church. When the church members decided to follow me, problems occurred. Section 2. Pyongyang. God's Command. On May 27, 1946, True Father received Heaven's command to go to the north and immediately set out for Pyongyang. At the time, Pyongyang was occupied by the Soviet army, which had set up communist rule there. True Father arrived on June 6. Pyongyang was known as the Jerusalem of the East and as the hub of Christian faith in Korea. Even so, the church had suffered greatly and people aspired to rebuild it. After arriving, True Father stayed in Gyeongchang-ri, and worked from there to spread his message. Father stayed at the home of a devout person with whom he had developed a close bond while at the Israel monastery. There will come a time when the representative with the internal mission and the representative with the external mission will encounter each other. In other words, at the summit of the 6,000 years of biblical history, Cain and Abel will meet each other once again at the summit. There, restoration through indemnity must be fulfilled. When Cain accepts the heavenly teaching and establishes the standard of following Abel, they can unite and go over the hill of indemnity together. When Abel and Cain go over this hill, each goes to the other's position. This is what was supposed to happen, but only Abel was able to go over the hill. Originally, when I started my public course, it was God's will that I walk hand in hand with President Syngman Rhee. From the providential perspective, it could have happened. But due to opposition from Christian quarters at that time, things went wrong. Because this route of taking the high-level course to accomplish the providential will was lost, I had to go down and begin a course at a lower level. Once I had to go down, it had to be to the lowest position. That was why at that point I had to go immediately to North Korea and begin again from there. When I started my public course, I asked myself if I was prepared to give my life. I even wondered in what manner I would die. I imagined that I would be executed by firing squad, or that each of my limbs would be chained to an ox cart and my body torn to pieces. I also thought of what kind of words I would leave behind at my death. I did not think of how to survive. Since I was shouldering something so substantial as the providence centered on the Republic of Korea, I was ready to face death. I had to go to the front line, the stronghold of the enemy. The foundation of Christianity in South Korea had fallen to Satan. Therefore, I went to North Korea, to Satan's den, in order to restore that foundation. Since I would eventually have to fight against global communism, I went to North Korea. I went prepared to be handcuffed and imprisoned. 
I never succumbed to any of the cruel ordeals I was put through. I never lost my dignity as God's representative, even when suffering from extreme hunger. I never violated heavenly law, even during the most brutally impoverished circumstances, even when I underwent regimented prison life. Even while under such restrictions, I was able to restore what had to be restored. Furthermore, I was able to create the base to make a new start in the presence of God and to find new motivation for my life. I started my mission without thinking of my own survival, but rather being willing to die. After Jesus was opposed and rejected by his own people and religion, he was exalted and honored by pagan peoples who believed in pagan religions. Likewise, I had to take the same course. I had to restore an enemy country. Everyone in North Korea was an enemy. The whole country was an enemy. Everywhere I went was full of enemies. Not only did the government and churches try to knock me down, the people did as well. How could I survive there? If I had fought back, I would have perished. So I was obliged to sacrifice myself and serve. My strategy was to pray for their fortune, even though they struck me ten times and scorned me thousands of times. I practiced such a strategy. Even though I was wronged thousands of times, God loves these people and has been patiently enduring with them, so I had to do likewise. I was on my own. I was completely by myself. Although I tried to establish a foundation with the Christian churches, I was rejected. In fact, I received opposition on a scale larger than ever I could have imagined. Fallen human history started with an elder brother striking a younger brother. Accepting the direction of a younger brother is very hard to do if you do not truly understand and believe in God. It is hard because the traditional teachings and customs of your own environment are already a part of you. That is why I was in the position to be opposed by the Christian churches, my older brothers. Like Jesus, I had been rejected. I had to inherit Jesus' course in a very real way. Therefore, I had no choice but to go through that course of indemnity. I have been fighting to indemnify 2,000 years of history in only 20 years. In order to accomplish this, I went into Satan's stronghold, into North Korea, into the communist den, which is Satan's world. Building a Following After arriving in Pyongyang on June 6, 1946, Chu Father took a room in Chengcheng-ri and began his church work with prayer and devotion. At the time, in Pyongyang, there were still many Christian churches and devout Christian believers. Though many of them looked at Chu Father with unfriendly glares, he still sought new followers, with the conviction that he would convey the word to save even one life. Many were the times that he looked out of the door with anticipation as he waited for these new church members to come. Some people found their own way to where True Father was, and later they brought other Christian believers to him. True Father held church services for those people. In particular, after True Father's arrival, some people began receiving revelations about him. These devout believers found him through the guidance of those in the spirit world. Many of those who came had been long prepared for the coming of True Father, and among them were people who had been prepared to receive True Father from even before he was born. The spirit world transcends time and space, and the connections of the world of the heart are linked in mysterious and profound ways. The people who had thus become connected to True Father were so overwhelmed by true love that when they so much as touched the hem of his clothes, they felt as if they were floating on air and could dance for sheer joy. True Father stayed up nights talking to whomever came to see him, whether old or young. The three years following Korea's liberation were a period of chaos. There was chaos within Christianity, the political world, and in every other area of Korean society. Everything was in flux. 
Within Christianity, there was no thought about whether the Messiah would return, and no understanding of God's will. At that time, many new churches arose, including the Jagong Christian Group and the Koryupa Church. All were competing with each other over who had the truth. I had to step forward and build relationships with these churches, but their belief that the Lord would return riding on the clouds was an obstacle. No one believed that the Lord would return as a human being, except a few groups, such as those led by Reverend Ho Ho Bin, Reverend Kim Song Do, and Reverend Bek Nam Ju, who already knew that he would come in the flesh. These were the groups that were prepared for the completed testament. They knew the Lord would come as a human being, but they had not had the opportunity to meet him in person. Even if they had met the Lord, he would not have looked like the Messiah to them. That was a challenge to them, and I could not tell them who I was directly. They had to be pushed into a corner and figure it out for themselves. In fact, both spiritual and non-spiritual people have to do that. Spiritual people do not move an inch without instructions from the spirit world. On the other hand, people who are not spiritual can move forward by understanding the word. It was a confusing situation. Mainstream Christians were saying that the Lord would come on the clouds. The ones who said he would come in the flesh were being put down as members of sects. The non-spiritual people could not easily believe either. This became a problem. I gathered the smartest people from 40 Christian churches in Pyongyang. In those days, I had to teach them what the words of the Bible, no other materials would do. The spirit world worked to connect people to me. God prepared these spiritual people in advance and sent them to me. Satan's efforts bore down on me constantly when I was in Pyongyang. But even in the midst of this, I always prayed for the members. I would offer a prayer for someone in the morning and then wait to see whether they would come or not. As expected, they came without fail. When you pray during such Holy Spirit experiences, you will learn how valuable and effective prayer is. Then your work becomes fun and you gain the conviction that God is always with you. No one can rival me when it comes to the Bible. I was 26 years old when I went to North Korea. I was an enthusiastic young man. At the time, there were big churches in Pyongyang which was known as the Jerusalem of the East. All the intelligent members of those churches were enthralled by me. When I taught the Bible, such as Paul's letter to the Romans or the book of Revelation, they were astonished at my explanations. If they were still alive today, they would say to me, you understand the thousands of years of history in the Bible. How could you know it so accurately? When I was in Pyongyang, North Korea, I met a woman who was more than 30 years older than I was. She said to me, I am here with you today because of the guidance of the spirit world. And then she said, It is strange. I asked her, What is so strange? She said, This is impossible. This is so strange. And she shook her head. I asked her again, What is so strange? She answered, This is so puzzling for me. You gave me guidance when I was 24 years old. In other words, she said that she had received guidance from me even before I was born. You cannot understand such a phenomenon by just looking from a physical perspective. But looking at it from the spiritual dimension, because God is the vertical parent, anyone who seeks the heart of the true Father will be with God always. Therefore, although I appear with a shape and body now, in terms of the world of heart, it is the same in the past or in the present. Because God reigns over the world of the heart, that woman had met me, even though it would be many years before I would come. Thus, we say that the spirit world transcends time. It is possible because of the connections that are made within the realm of heart. Suppose that within God's heart, he has an idea that such and such a man will be born at a certain time in the future. Then, 
Through that heart, God can teach someone about that man and create a connection between them. This is possible because we relate through the world of heart. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.